Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the DC Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. Pacific. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Hi, welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. I'm your host, Natasha Legero. And I'm Vanna White from The Wheel of Fortune. My dad, you know, when I first told him I wanted to be an actress, he was very excited and he said to me, I, I really think you could do it. I think you could be the next Vanna White. <laughs> Why Vanna White? Because that was his Italian small town idea of what an actress was. <laughs> what a life at Vanna White. What is she up to? What is, what well, is did, she? What's she like her quarantine life? <laughs> we should call her. I would love to. Can we get Vanna White? <laughs> Wait, seriously. Can we try to get Vanna White on the podcast? That would be unbelievable. Yeah, I think we need to like, I, I want to start um, calling some... Like people who've weathered a lot of storms. You think that's Vanna White? Yeah, because she's, she's turned a lot of letters. She's probably like seventy. <laughs> weathered a lot of storms. She's seen a lot of like she's, she's been seen a lot of letters. No, she's seen a lot of Puzzles? decades. Yeah, she's seen decades. Yeah, like you, you know, want to call older people. <laughs> <laughs> no, but someone who's like if the, all you want is a, a little time- bit aged, we could probably <laughs> shoot lower than Vanna White. No, I just mean the time that we were born, they were already like our age or in their 30s or living life. That's what you think of when you think of Vanna White is like a wizened woman who's seen it all. (laughs) Because I remember hearing about her in the 70s that she like would do threesomes. See, I don't want to say bad things about her. Why is that bad? Threesomes are great. No, I just mean Threesomes are so good, Natasha. Maybe Threesomes are one of the best things available, (laughs) Natasha. I thought we discussed this. With who? A COVID threesome. Oh, COVID threesome. Temperature check. I'll tell you what. The threesome community has plummeted. That's for damn sure. (laughs) Although, if you were in a poly... Actually, honestly, you have a lot of judgment about poly relationships. 
Natasha, but this would be... No, a... I don't. Yeah, you I do. I say they don't work. Oh, okay. So just a simple, it's a fundamentally broken premise, but no judgment. <laughs> but this would be probably one of the greatest times in history to be in a poly relationship because you would be quarantining with multiple people. So you get company and you get um, you get to have some fun. Sounds good, actually. We were thinking about opening our family up. You know, there's this idea called pot, pot, making a pod, you know, like where you and another family get together. And Natasha has been kind of, you could be kind of obsessed about it, right? Obsessed about it? Like the idea of finding a family that we could link up with. No, not obsessed about it, but it does seem like the lowest risk situation. Yeah, you find another family that's been... Because um, then your kid could socialize. Right, your kids could socialize. You swap partners. It's like <laughs> if there's a, it's a win-win. <laughs> but we have not found a willing family in the L.A. area. Wait, and that's I have not, part of it? No, that's not part of it. Or I don't know. Maybe it is. That would be exciting. Actually, you know what would be funny? would be if you potted up with another family and, and every uh, one week... A month you swap um the kid and the partner so you so they like basically like the wife would come over with their kid and you would go with our kid <laughs> to the other family and then vice versa the next week the husband would come with the kid so you'd have to you'd have to um you'd have romance with the partner but you'd also have a new child in the family and who who goes to the grocery store that the kid both kids both kids go to the grocery, the grocery store, as they call it. Well, that's a good one, Mosh. Thanks, and, uh, Natasha. I, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm having a great time. I'm also having a great time. We went almost camping last weekend mm-hmm. or this week. We took my RV to my friend Andy Wood has a plot of land in Joshua Tree. And uh, we basically, it was it was somewhere between camping and parking in a friend's driveway. It was... It was similar to both, would you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what? No, nothing. N- any thoughts? Well, you know, I just really like hotels. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we had a great time. Our child had like a an, a, a kind of epic meltdown. And, um, that was not fun. No. She cried until like one in the morning. Right. And we couldn't sleep. But then the next day we went for a hike. We had a lunch a, staring at a mountain. There was some nice stuff to it, wasn't it? Was it was really nice. It felt almost normal for a moment. It felt like we were out, almost out and about. Almost normal. Almost normal. That's what we're living through. Although then you think you're normal, but then you read the news and it seems really bad. Well, I think of this time period we're living in as the new normal. Have you heard of this? Mm-hmm. It's a, a, a term that I coined. The new normal. That's what we're living in right now. Moshe, didn't you want to show us some screenshots? Of people's, because we've been talking a lot about non-negotiables. Well, last week you discussed your non-negotiables. I I think I said mine was intelligent and a a fat ass. (laughs) Those are your only two. Those are my two. No, I I was thinking more about what I wanted. You know, I wanted intelligent. I wanted kind. I wanted somebody that would never bore me. And I I really wanted somebody, I didn't want to um, date anybody who was a bum. Mm. I wanted somebody with their own thing going on, like their own career situation, you know, like right. I'm from the Burning Man world. You know, I've dated a lot of baristas and a neon hair extension installers. 
Okay, cool you, idea, by the way, to bring the dogs down. Natasha. You dated we were about end. to record this podcast, <laughs> and Natasha's like, wait, where are the dogs? The listeners won't be able to focus if uh, on YouTube if the dogs aren't here. She brought four strawberries down to feed them on our white couch, and now they're all barking because they want more strawberries. Why do you, Who feeds a dog strawberries in the first place? I never even heard of that. I heard of like a T-bone steak. I just thought they would look cute for the YouTube channel because they sit on the pillows. It is cute, but it, um, there's some audio issues. Anyway, what are some other non-negotiables that you had? Good in bed. Good in bed? <laughs> is that true? Probably, yeah. What I don't you... know how I phrased it. Oh, to whom? To myself, like oh, when oh. I wrote it down. A fuck God. Yeah. A, a thick dick fuck God. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's nice that you found me, huh? <laughs> I zoomed on in. Um, we asked you guys some of your non-negotiables on our Instagram at Endless Honeymoon Pod. And uh, here are some of the listener submitted non-negotiables. Okay, Natasha, you ready for this? Yeah. If they don't care about their health nutrition-wise. That's good. It's a person that wants somebody with a good diet but does not care if they have a lot of unprotected anonymous sex and smoke crack. They just have to eat bulgur. <laughs> um, that's from Jen Yarmus. Facey Stola, someone who would make a good dad. Okay. That's nice. Yeah. A good relationship with his family, especially his mom. Sounds like you want a straight up cuck-ass beta soy boy. <laughs> okay. You might want to move to a liberal bubble. <laughs> good sense of humor. Uh, Ali B says, good sense of humor, not a Republican. Often go hand in hand. Oh yeah, those are those are definitely on mine. Yes, long fingernails says <gasps> picks pick three. I don't know if that's a I don't want long fingernails, <laughs> or if that's a must have coke nail. <laughs> long fingernails. Would you ever date a guy with long fingernails? No. What about one long fingernail? No. What about no? I'm thinking like no. I could do one. One pinky, one long pinky nail. Mm -hmm. They can snort coke if they need to, or. If they ever get hungry, don't have a fork, they can get a thing of Vienna sausages and just undo the top and just poke their little pinky into the Vienna sausage and just suck it right off. Doesn't that sound nice? It sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Senorita Carita. Kind. That was one of mine. Liberal. Smokes weed. And good looking. Finally, somebody saying something honest. Not one person says good looking. I do think, though... Having it be a deal breaker if someone doesn't smoke weed, like I feel like that that could be in the. Um, what if you smoke a bunch of weed? As long as they're okay with it, right? Right. It is a little weird. You must smoke weed. Must be four twenty <laughs> friendly. <laughs> well, no, four twenty friendly is different, isn't it? Right. Than like you have, you have to smoke it. You must be four twenty. Right. Uh, Chris, I, I would put that on my would be nice. Would have been nice. Would be. I don't nice. smoke weed. No, yeah. I, no, I, I, I know. I will if you want me to. <laughs> I you like that you don't. You don't. You do? Why? Because I know that you're always like completely, you know, like you can always drive. <laughs> when you get <laughs> too stoned to drive. Kristen Lovelace says good glutes. Nice, nice bum. Non-negotiable? Non-negotiable. Got to have that thick butt. <laughs> Got to have that. Well, that's kind of like yours. That's exactly like mine gotta have a dumper oh yeah <laughs> gotta have a dump truck gotta have dumps like a truck 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 that's like what 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 i mean you wanted a thick dick boy all the all kristen lovelace wants is somebody with a little bit 
of a of a thing to hold on to. I hear. If you have ghost seventy eight says smoking, absolutely disgusting. Not enough to say I want a non smoker. <laughs> Got to toss a jab in to the others in the smoking community, just to let you know where she's coming from, or he could be. And finally, Flan You Stay International says. At this point in time, basic survival instincts, a willingness to be vaccinated and hunt prey. Now, that <laughs> is a practical thinking man. Um, you have a few. Will you read some? It says uh, a goddamn soul. Okay. You want them to have a goddamn soul? No undead. <laughs> I think they want them to have a soul. Meaning? Meaning like. They they got a cool chill vibe, I guess. I don't really know. Or they're like, what does that mean exactly? A goddamn soul. Also weird to take the Lord's name in vain and then talk about the soul. That's I where know. I draw the line. And then this one I don't understand. White Kirkland sneakers. Is it pro or anti? Dunno. A non-negotiable. That co- Kirkland is Costco. <laughs> is that right? I think so. <laughs> they make the pizzas and the trail mix. But. Ma- and sneakers? <laughs> Maybe this person is just trying to be funny. I think so, but I don't even quite get the... Okay, intelligence and humor and never shake my hand in guise of ado, ado after we bang. Intelligence and humor and never shake my hand in guise of ado? Oh, as in never fuck me and then shake my hand goodbye? Who? Has anyone ever done that? <laughs> Have you ever had that happen? At the end of sex, someone's like, hey... Put her there. That was a good. That was a good fuck sesh. Thank you so much. Yeah, that would suck. Yeah, but that's so incredibly specific. Well, I think it's really good to get in touch with what these are, and uh, I, uh, I think that people, you know, every time you hear someone talk about it, you kind of uh, it solidifies your list. They have to accept the fact that I'm in love with. Jaime Camille says Vanessa Morales. So someone else has to accept your your <laughs> that you love the the guy from the Al Galan episode of the Endless Honeymoon podcast. Speaking of the Endless Honeymoon podcast, would you like to make some calls? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. We are now going to call Jake and Kim. In Boise, Idaho. Love Boise. Do you really? Yeah, it's cool there. Beautiful place. Really? Yeah. Cool. A lot of water. A lot of water in Idaho. When the world ends, we've got to be in New Zealand or Idaho. A lot of Nazis, though, in Idaho. Yeah, I looked it up before. It's like deep Nazi. But they're not in Boise. Okay. They're up in the... Hello? Hey, it's Moshe Kasher. And? Hi. Natasha Legero. How are you? Good. How are you? We're great. Is Thank this... you very much. How's Boise? Uh, it's, it's good. Raining today, but uh, not, not bad. Are we, are we talking to Kim? No, that's... <laughs> well, who are, isn't it two people? <laughs> yeah. Just, Wait, hold I on. What are the hear, names again? I wanted it's to hear both Jake, of them talk. Yeah, Jake, Jake and Kim. You thought maybe that was Kim <laughs> and then Jake was going to be chiming in soon? <laughs> No, <laughs> I just wanted yeah, them to, to both establish their voices. Uh, Kim, where are you? Boise. 
Oh, I just we can't really hear you. Yeah, I just you sound wanted to like establish who they were. That's all. If it was a couple. Oh, oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, way better. Okay. Hi guys. So uh, what's yeah. right, so you're in Idaho? What's you, going are on? Are you guys married? Yeah, we've been married for six-ish years together for eight. Cool. And why did you well, contact? Our, an- our anniversaries. Our anniversaries in in a couple weeks. We'll be married for six years. Yeah, that's, that's what I meant. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I'm I'm sort of with Jake on this one. It's you know, you you've been six married ish. six years. Yeah. Well, so what's what's happening? Why did you guys contact us? Um, I think lately we've been maybe tossing around the idea of trying out a threesome possibly well 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 uh, you've come to the right place jake <laughs> jake 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 a covid threesome that's so brave before. yeah that doesn't this seem like terrible timing jake yeah yeah this was discussed i don't know maybe a few months ago we started bringing it up and uh so we've been we've been covid blocked we say we joke around. <laughs> oh, cock, cock blocked by COVID. Yeah. As if God Himself came down from the heavens to tell you that this threesome was going to destroy your marriage. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are just like, you want to go do it now, or you want to like finish the conversation? So as soon as you know it feels safe, you can like get to those bars and start picking people up. Yeah, but w- well, where's really where's the where's the <laughs> governor of Idaho at with threesomes? Has he opened that up, or is that is that still in the quarantine guidelines? I think it's in the I think it's in the next phase. Yeah. Oh, great, great phase two. Probably phase four. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so you guys are thinking about it. What uh, what is your what is your dilemma at this point? Well, I guess. We're not really well. One part is we have two small kids, a four and a six-year-old, <laughs> sure. so that doesn't really help things. And then also, we've never done anything like that, and Kim's not really even into it. Know, into it in any way? Well, no. I think <laughs> well, I think there'd be have to be some like. We don't know. We've just been talking about it. It came up as a joke one day, and then we both were kind of like later on, like, hmm, that that would be kind of interesting. That would be kind of fun. I would. I have always been like, uh, maybe possibly I could see myself with a woman sometime, but I've never been with one. And and then Jake was like, yeah, that sounds cool. <laughs> So I don't know. I think I think it's just still like up in the air. Like, how do we even go about it? Like, where would we meet somebody? Do you meet them on like a dating app, or is there? Do you just go to the bar, or where do you bring them? Do you bring them home and your little kids sleeping in the bedroom? No, no. The answer to that part of the question (laughs) is uh, is is a no. Yeah, that's uh, you don't do that. I say no way. Wait, so I just figure we have we have a lock on our door, so what's, what's the what's sure? The, do you, do you guys are you able to go out and like get a babysitter at least once or twice a week when you know we're not in lockdown? Uh, maybe more like once or twice every six months. So financially, <laughs> fi- financially, you can't afford a babysitter more than every six months. No, no, we could. Are oh, you good? The matter of like working schedules out. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. So it's not like you have a lot of time for this right now. Yeah, but you got to squeeze it in okay. when you can. I, 
let me ask you what what okay so we see what what's exciting about it obviously jake was just like a little happy dog going just like oh the, yes and, and kim brought up what are your anxieties about it what are you what are you afraid of what are the cons what are the no's well i think i think at first like uh kim was like well i don't know if i'd want you know uh, a girl to do anything to you and then i think we i was like well why don't we just find someone who's not attracted to penis and <laughs> and uh then you guys can like do your thing and then so i think it was like a meet in the middle like maybe you find someone who's lesbian and then those two can you know do stuff while i'm doing stuff with so him you, i don't know you're it gonna go yeah. find that that classic lesbian that does not like men, but is really down to have a man jerking off in an easy chair. While the- <laughs> I know I, that's, yeah, like, that's a the, huge group. These are the problems we're running into. Yeah, and he, and he, he's not down with uh, another guy in the mix. So it would have to be a female. Okay. It's, it's totally fine. But yeah, I don't know if I'd be comfortable with another female touching him. And, and, and why, why, is, why is that? Because he's my man. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Uh, yeah, I mean, this sounds like you guys have good communication about what you want. I, I think, yeah, I like the idea of, a, of finding, I'm sure there's a lesbian out there that's, that would get turned on by the idea of some little cuck in the corner watching <laughs> watching her, you know, bang that guy's wife. I think there's something good about that. I like that. Yeah, and probably a small niche, I'm sure. <laughs> and you're in quarantine right now, so you know every time you guys fuck, you should just like talk about your threesome like and like what's gonna happen, and, <laughs> you know, start like just you know keep keeping the conversation open. But here's what I actually think: if you guys do decide to go through with this, I'm a big advocate for when it comes to fantasies. I'm a big advocate for uh, like just finding a sex worker that will do exactly what you want because threesomes are so unbelievably awkward. I mean, they are never good. And, and how many times <laughs> do you have to go out to find e- the person? Exactly. Like that's why I'm like, you, you should probably have a babysit. If you're really going to commit to this, finding your like soulmate threesome <laughs> situation. Right. It feels like you'd have to like feed that a little bit. Yeah. You yeah. have to go out. You're going to have to meet people. You're going to have to, cause you don't want it the pressure of every time you go out there has to be a person totally then you're gonna, like be annoyed totally this is the, the whole thing where you guys can't get your work schedules together to, to go out on a date night more than every six months if you add into the mix in interviewing <laughs> lesbians open-minded lesbians it's just like it's just gonna become like work it's gonna become awful and then you don't know where to go are you gonna go to her ranch or back to your place i'm like i think the two of you when you decide to do it you guys because kim here's what i think you should do as a as a um as a favor to Jake this is what i think okay here's my idea as a favor to Jake since you're not going to let Jake actually touch the the woman i think he <laughs> he should be able to at least he should be able to at, at at best pick the woman so it's somebody he thinks is really hot or at worst veto a, a, anyone so you just guarantee that Jake's looking at something that makes him happy you guys find somebody that fits that bill who's a sex worker in a town that you guys want to visit 
have the grandparents watch their kids or, or a babysitter for like a weekend. You fly somewhere else. You get a hotel. You bang the lesbian sex worker of Jake's dreams. Have a nice <laughs> meal and then fly back to Boise to shut corn or whatever it is people do in Idaho. Someone's going to steal that as a rom-com. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, uh, you guys, it sounds like you're, you have a really good relationship and it's nice that you have each other during this time. So, uh, we have to go talk to somebody else. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, good, good luck. And, uh, let us know how it goes. Oh yeah. But will you though, if you guys decide to do it, wait, do you have any other questions before we let you go? Oh, uh, I think it was maybe just more of a broad, like, I don't know, advice or logistics of it. Like, yeah. go out to bars or use apps i think or, the I bar the bar thing for that or... bar thing is out the two of you like a hungry couple out <laughs> on the prowl for a lesbian in the gay <laughs> bars of boise i just like no the, so. yeah the gay community in boise is probably small enough they don't need you two straight people creeping around with bringing your kids to the gay bar going like apply here I think that apps are a good idea if you if you don't feel comfortable with, with sex work. But I think the beautiful part about sex workers is that part of their job is to fulfill your fantasies exactly the way you want it without any awkwardness. So that you're just like, I want you to touch me. I don't want you to touch him. I, that, I want it to be like this. This is the blah, blah, blah. I know that there are stigmas and taboos about sex workers, but literally that is their job is to make people yeah, happy. But how do you have a sex worker when you have like a toddler? Well... And two toddlers and then you're like oh just be quiet and then three dogs no don't bring them to the toddler <laughs> i'm just saying it's like it's kind of hard to set the mood you know that's what i'm saying once, do it on a once trip you've gone into that zone of like family and it, it can be right sure sure i think well, abs- I like maybe that, not i, I, I would feel vulnerable like idea, like, which which idea kim a sex worker because then you don't have any obligation. You don't feel any obligation later on to like, or if anyone has established any type of uh, like feeling or totally, you, you don't have to call them back ever again. Totally. <laughs> you can just be like, yeah, that didn't, that didn't work out. We didn't like it. One of us. And we agreed that if one of us didn't like it, then we would never do it again and we'd be totally fine with it. Yeah, I think you'd be fine so, if you decided to do what it. But then what if one person wants to keep doing it and then they just keep trying to like convince you to keep doing it? <laughs> this sounds like... We've never done it, but this oh, is definitely cool. Natasha's anxiety. I um, Yeah, no, Kim, do you know the old... I think it was Charlie Sheen. I believe that's who it was. Was on the. I think it was him. Was on The Tonight Show. Maybe it was Rob Lowe. It was on The Tonight Show after they got busted for some prostitution thing. And, and Jay Leno was like, you know, whoever it was, was like a, a, a handsome heartthrob. And it was like, why would you, you know, you're such a handsome movie star. Why would you pay women to have sex with you? And he goes, oh, I didn't pay them to have sex with me. I, I paid them to leave. And I think that's that's what you're talking about is like no obligation open communication because you guys have a great relationship the uh, communication in in your house so now you just oh, extend that to your your new employee <laughs> there you go. good luck you two how does one how does how does one obtain a sex worker though <laughs> oh well my friend you just like uh put, put out a put out a newspaper ad or no jesus you really are from idaho i would start <laughs> i would start with the internet and see if there's people in Boise. And I like the idea of you guys flying to San Francisco, having a nice weekend in the city. But no, look it up. 
go online. If, any, to, if anyone listening has any hot tips. Go, literally Google, hot. how do I find a sex worker? I promise you <laughs> there will be some hits. <laughs> okay, good luck. Good luck, guys. All right, thank you. All right, All right bye-bye. I'm a big advocate for that, especially when you're confused. You know, when you're like, I don't even know if we really fully want to do this. Like, I don't want there to be weirdness and you feel awkward. Oh, I'm so with you. That would be so much better than like, you're a friend. And a professional lover comes over, shakes your hand, uh, uh, fucks you and then shakes your hand adieu at the end. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like the the whole thing is people's stigma about hiring somebody to have sex with them, which is all mired in like weird ideas about sex work. But literally, if you're having a threesome with your with your husband of six years and you have two kids it's probably not because you're a swinger it's probably because you're like fulfilling a fantasy right and why would you want to add apps into fulfilling a fa- why not just go to the source the person who's literally a professional fantasy fulfiller it's like falcor the source go to the source <laughs> go to the sex work source hey if there are any sex workers that listen to the podcast we'd like to talk to you we'll interview you to find out the best way to find and hire a sex worker. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to know. Oh, really? <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> okay. Let's listen to some secrets while I think about the implications of what Natasha just said. Hey, this is the audio point guy again. <laughs> I'm sorry for being so long-winded. <laughs> My recordings are 15 minutes, so I am in the habit of running my mouth. Um, at the risk of keeping out any of your listeners who might not want to hear this, I am going to take you up on the invitation to give a quick sample of what I do. Oh, yeah. And for anyone who may want to hear more of this, can go to triquin.com and search for James. I've got a lot of free content up there. Okay, stop. Can you stop the recording? Oh, this is a little listener um, warning. We didn't realize what we were about to listen to. And if you have any little kids in the car or uh, are offended by people like Jake, Jake, James, over at tw- triquin.com, <laughs> you might want to fast forward a bit or, um, you know, just turn the volume down. But if you're in for a good ear fucking, get a load of James. Here we go. You look so cute when you laugh. What were you listening to? The Endless Honeymoon podcast? I love that show. (laughs) Seems like a lot of their callers are super horny freaks, right? (laughs) I mean, I know we are. Your nipples are already hard, huh? Wait, stop. 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 Is he French kissing? He's like, I think they're like in the fantasy kissing, but they're going to start doing something else. <laughs> He's like kissing the phone? Yeah. Okay. But I do. He might be jerking himself off. Maybe? I think the implication is that people are going to start. He's the guy that's 
you're the he, you're the fantasy purchaser. So he's I he, bought him. You bought him. So you're jerking off. He's right, but he might be jerking off a little bit just to get in the mood, or no? I have no idea. He is a guy, so the odds are pretty good. Okay, let's let, <laughs> let's keep listening. I just didn't know if, if we were hearing smooching sounds. Yeah, yeah, that's the Mwah. pre prelude. Okay, stop. The kisses are taking me out of it. I got to be honest. Like, I just, I don't know. When I was a teenager, I called phone sex lines a lot. And they were never, like, offering to to French me. Girls like that at the beginning, I think. You you know, but he also seems like he's, like, finger fucking you, like, while he's, like, talking to you, kind (laughs) of. Oh, yeah. Flicker your tongue on my tongue. Deeper, deeper, deeper. Look in my eyes. <laughs> maybe these are all women that are hiring him. It maybe isn't for gay guys. Maybe it's for women because it's just like this whole kissing thing is so bizarre. You like that? You like, want me to hold that hand? Want me to Wait, hold? Can we keep going? Yeah, I was yeah. almost getting turned on. Really? I mean, it was cute. Okay, keep going. And I will end it there because I do not pretend to fuck for free. Oh. <laughs> he said, do you hear the last line was, can you pause this episode so I can what? Wait, play it again. Go back Go back about 10 seconds. I, I want to give his dismount the reverence it deserves. All right, let's play the end. So I can please you. <laughs> can you pause? And I will end it there because I do not pretend to fuck for free. Can you pause this episode so I can please your pussy? Actually, let's take a quick break. And Natasha, um, if you want to come upstairs with me, can we pause this episode so I can please your pussy? And we'll be right back with another secret. Hi, Tosh. Hi, Mosh. <laughs> okay. Um, just want to say I love the podcast. I love you both. You're both hilarious. Um, Natasha a little bit more so, but... Uh, All right, let's let's skip this Um, one. So I have a secret for you guys. It's not that juicy, but it's a secret that I relish in every day. So my husband, like, never knows where his shit is. Um, He's constantly asking me where his phone is, where his keys are, where his wallet is, blah, 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 whatever. I know where all of his shit is like if he leaves his keys on top of the fucking fridge i know that they're there um but when he asks i tell him i don't know because it gets really old having to answer all these like really tedious fucking questions like where all of your shit is all the time like just remember where your shit is it's exhausting okay that's all. Bye. Wait, I just got to say, that is that is a very unhelpful wife. I mean, <laughs> I like, thought. She knows where his keys are. I mean, here's the thing. That's who you married. You got to help him out. I Of all the secrets we've heard, that was the most evil one, <laughs> including the dead parrot. You're like that too, Motion. It is annoying. Yeah, but women have their own bits of annoyances that aren't. There's something about male scatterbrain that I think is really very, very man you know, not to be too binary about it. But it's like, 
help a brother out. <laughs> I mean, that, I hate that. That's cold. I mean, I kind of respect it a little bit. She's just like, uh-uh. I mean, I could. I, I bought up, you a little key ring. Every I'm like, you're every day. You're like, where are my keys? I'm like, did you look on the ring? Because every time I see him, I put him on the little. You know, it's like up on the. It's mounted. As soon yeah. as you come up from your car, you can put it on there. But grounds for divorce. That's, you never do it. It's because listen, what people who are not absent-minded don't understand is that if you could remember to remember, you wouldn't need to remember in the first place. If I could remember to put the keys in the place where I will remember where they are, I wouldn't be the type of person that lost my keys. <laughs> it's very simple. I'm absent-minded. I don't become absent-minded after the organizational tool that really helps. I'm always absent-minded. So I walk past the hook for the key, and then I put the key down and go, whoa, where did it go? But I make up for it in other ways. You know how? Hmm. I please your pussy. I please it. <laughs> You're a male scatterbrain. That's right. Classic <laughs> MS. MSB. All right, let's uh, play another secret. Hello, this is my secret. I'm a recovering crystal meth addict. I used to live in Chicago when I was using. And um, I left there with a really good group of friends. And before I left, we always had a joke about making fun of this one story that one of my really good friends had, and um, it was a story about some this whacked out person and he was having a party where Lindsay Lohan was going to be there with her then-girlfriend, Samantha Ronson, DJing, and I, my friend, I guess, was totally just mocking this person walking around, and he was all whacked out, and the truth is that person was me. I remember that I was on a good three and a half, four day run, and I believe that I had Lindsay Lohan and Samantha Ronson coming to my apartment to DJ a party, and um, I was posting signs around my neighborhood about it, and then people started showing up, and I just wasn't answering my buzzer, and um, yeah, it was a big hot mess, and I am no longer living that lifestyle, but yeah, that that is my secret. I'm a dumb yeah. Thanks. Oh man, I, think I never, I've never gone that far. It's hard to go that far. That's that's particularly crystal meth, mm. where you stay up so long, and you take so much meth that you start going, you become disassociated to, with reality to but, the point where you're like, like making flyers to the point where you are like drowning family members. So this is a, the innocent version of that story. But wait, did you understand that he was saying? That he and his friends often joke around about some tweaker that they saw with a Lindsay Lohan sign, and he laughs along with them, knowing that he's the guy they're talking about. <laughs> that was amazing. I mean, honestly, if you're going to get addicted to crystal meth and strung out and addicted, at least you come away with it with a good story. That that doesn't deserve to be a secret. That should be brought to the light of day. I don't even think that's bad. Should we do another? You want to make a call? I want to call somebody. Okay, let's call somebody. Now let's call Nancy in Chicago. Hello. Hey, Nance. Hi. 
Nance. It's Natasha and Moshe. Or Tasha and Moshe, if you will. <laughs> Hi, guys. How's it going? Oh, it's great. How are you? Good, good. Did, did, they open up, did they open up Lake Michigan? Can you walk around it? Um, I have not tried. I'm steering clear. Oh, really? Well, what's happening, yeah. Nancy? What made you contact us? So... My boyfriend has a son, and his son's mother does not want me around. Um, and I'm just kind of stuck with how to, like, progress our relationship just because there's some difficulty being assertive because of fear about her reaction. And I've kind of just been, like, feeling really stuck because we've been together for two years. Um and I'm feeling ready to keep moving forward and all this stuff, but it's kind of hard because I have met his son, but when I'm around, he's very anxious because he knows that his son's mom is not cool with it. So I'm kind of like, okay, we're leading these two lives, and I just don't really know how to move forward. I love this guy to death, but I don't know. It kind of sounds like... This situation, you're in a relationship with him and his ex-wife and kind of the son. Oh, and it's... well, okay. So not an ex-wife. Um, actually, before our second date, he called me and he said, I don't know how to tell you this. Really awkward. And I was like, okay, thinking he's going to be like, I'm not really that into this. Like, I don't want to go out on the date tonight. But he was like, um... I another I haven't I got my ex girlfriend pregnant although they had been broken up for a while like a year and a half or something um, so this has been going on since our second date she was pregnant and then now two years later so it's it's a little bit more than just the ex wife I see I don't know it was like he was breaking up with someone and then. She like was pregnant, and he met you. It was like a rendezvous. It was like a rendezvous after year, a, a long time of being broken up. I, so I why did she? Not, I, I thought you just said it was like a rendezvous, and I was like, "Is this a Chicago reference that I don't understand?" A rendezvous. Oh, well, a ra- no, you said it correctly. Wait, so how does she have so much control over him? Exactly, and that's what's so hard is it's just like he he hates conflict. So he's tried to talk to her about it. She shuts it down. Um, I've been very patient. He's been very patient. Very so he's not even Wonder- like, he, he doesn't even like really care about this woman. Well, no, he, he cares about her for sure. And that's why it's so hard for him is because he knows that, she, that he's going behind her back and he doesn't. How, wait, how is he going behind her back? Because I've met his son and I've spent time with his son. And she says that over her dead body am I allowed around her Got it. Okay. Uh, Do you have something, Tasha? Uh, That just is not a sustainable relationship. Absolutely not. And it's a... You have to like... He needs to either like be way more dominant with her and say that you're a part of his life. And, you know, he's going to be a part of the son's life. She's going to be a part of our son's life. And if you're not okay with that... I don't know. He needs to like stand up for you because right now she like is lording over your whole relationship and your whole life. And it's like, you don't need that. 
Cause yep. you're there. You want, you want to be a part of it. You want to like, you know, you're, it seems like you like the sun, right? Well, who knows? Totally. She, she I, know, no, she, all she I knows is his name is Tyler. <laughs> Wait, okay, hold on. I have some questions. What? Why, yeah. why does she not want you around? Is there any given reason? She's or jealous. Obviously, that's well, the real reason. History. But is there? Yeah, I, what I'm history. curious about is 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 there an argument made about you, or is this something that I mean, she I'm would? I'm crazy. Is that, but she doesn't know that. But what I'm what I'm getting at is that. Yeah, well, you did call a podcast with two comedians to figure out this unbelievably sensitive situation. <laughs> I love you, so we love you too. I know. But what I'm what I'm I getting know. at is like, what is she saying? No woman you'll ever date will ever see my son, or is she saying? Is she pretending that there's something particularly about you that is the culprit? No, she doesn't know anything about me really, besides what he's the little bit that he's shared. So I think it's just uh, any woman in general um and he did ha actually recently have that conversation of being a little bit more assertive of like hey this is the deal i'm not asking i'm telling do you want to meet her what do you you know um, and then what what happened and he just shut down he's he's selfish he's controlling he's forcing her into things she doesn't want to do but they're not in like a like a a committed relationship right no, he and I are. We have been for two years. We're in a monogamous, so, committed relationship. Okay, and do, does, do they share custody? Yes. So they're and in they like do. a co-parent relationship. And has that been worked out? Like that has been worked out legally that they share custody? No. Well, I mean, here's the situation, in my opinion. The culprit mm -hmm. here, it's very easy to make this clearly fragile, maybe even mentally off jealous woman the villain in this scene in this situation and in many ways she is the villain right like she's she mm -hmm. seems she seems mm -hmm. crazy she seems out of control it's an unreasonable request what is this guy supposed to do never have a romantic relationship for the until the child turns 18 Un, <laughs> uh, unreasonable right but actually yeah. she's, she's not the villain in my opinion because you don't know her she doesn't owe you shit you're just some fucking lady that stepped into her life and she's crazy and so she's throwing her crazy you the villain in this story is this guy he's like <laughs> what kind of a oh. what I mean, it's true though he's the one that owes you emotional fealty and fidelity like the villain here is not there is no villain i mean he needs to stick up for right. himself yeah it's like exactly forget exactly. you actually and, and i know this is difficult because it's happening to you you're the least important player in this whole drama the the problem is is that this woman is essentially saying to to your the man you love you can never be romantic with anyone in any way that will ever be serious because <laughs> they'll never be able to meet your child over my dead body it's an unreasonable right. request but what's not cool is that he is just like allowing a, an emotionally volatile unstable person to control whether or not he has an intimate relationship with you and mm -hmm. with and with anybody else so it's like to me the obvious is the answer is really obvious he needs to probably involve a third party you know a mediator right. or an attorney figure out what his actual custody custody rights are and mm -hmm. and then act bring you don't ask and don't activate her you know he's gonna have to dominate yeah you don't ask permission when you start dating someone if they're allowed to see uh, to see i mean you know my mom didn't ask my dad when she married my stepfather my dad wasn't like oh i i i, I accept it doesn't i don't think it works like I, that i respect the asking 
at first, but to a certain extent, then it becomes, okay, you need to become a lot more assertive and say, I'm now telling you after, you know, all of this time. And this conversation just came up starting about six months ago because I was very patient and understanding, you know, she probably hates me because... I started dating him while she was pregnant. But the thing that so I, I don't that. really understand is they they were a fling. They didn't even have a relationship. They did. And then they, they you know how when you break up with someone, you have like a portal between your genitals for a while. <laughs> you know about that? I've had that where you're like, well, we're not together, but we've already fucked so many times. Hey, we might as well fuck one more time. It's easy. It's yeah. easy. And this time it didn't work out. It doesn't matter that she hates you. Your job is not to get her to love you. It's just to be kind enough and polite enough to not create conflict in your relationship. And when you talk about yeah. when you talk about him needing to t- stop asking and start telling, eh, that's advice that you should take for yourself as well. You need to stop asking him and start telling him like I need if this is going to move forward and we're going to become more serious, mm-hmm. I can't be feeling like I'm like the other woman. And make him yeah. and you might even have to decide to leave because it sounds like he is pretty far into this dynamic yeah. and it's going to take a lot for him to get out of it. And it might not just be a few casual mentions from you. Totally. It yeah. is. I, I wouldn't well, hang around for that. Been, it right. hasn't been casual. It hasn't been casual mentions. I have been very vocal, but, and he has also been having more conversation, but I just, I just feel stuck. But you guys basically just kind of said what my thoughts have been both ways of, okay, time to time to take action well here's another thing that i am thinking as, as you're talking about this it's like sometimes when you're in a drama and that's what you're in right now mm-hmm. you're, in, you're in a three-way actually kind of a four-way drama you know where you can't you can't get what you want from him she can't get what she wants from him he can't tell her what she wants and he can't give you what you want and it's just the three mm-hmm. of you kind of pinging off each other again and again. Sometimes it's helpful, even though you, you, everyone's clear about what needs to happen next, except for her. She sounds more crazy than anybody. Is to sit down with a third person that is not involved mm-hmm. in your drama, like a counselor, or even get somebody online. Now they're all in quarantine. It's super cheap to get somebody online to, to tell him what it sounds like from the outside. And then mm-hmm. if he hears that perspective, because I guarantee that conversation will go your way. If he hears that perspective and he's not willing to take meaningful action, then you've got your answer. He'll never do it. And you stay stay at your peril or, or, or leave. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Sorry. I too am it, sorry. Well, the funny thing is, is that we've gone to therapy together several times. I have a great therapist. He's gone to therapy. So, you know, it's, but yeah, I love that advice, love therapy. And I think that that's been really helpful for us in moving us forward. But it's just been a lot slower than I would like it to be. And I just want it to pick up the pace. Well, then maybe don't go to a wishy-washy therapist. Maybe get a a, 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 a custody mediator, <laughs> yeah. which I'm, I'm positive there are, are a million of them in Chicago, and have him explain his situation with you there on like the a phone. Specialist. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and then he'll really get a clear picture because it's like, this isn't sustainable. He's either going to lose you or he's mm-hmm. going to blow up his relationship with his ex and, and she's going to like take the kid. This is a bad situation. And why does he want to live like that? It's all fucked up. I know. It makes me sad because he's, he's an amazing person and I want him to be able to be more at peace and 
not feel like I'm asking stuff of him. She's asking stuff of him, getting pulled in all these directions. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's really it, it that sounds like a really hard situation, and you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, sometimes there are situations that are so difficult they don't have a good solution. I think that's a, an illusion a lot of us live under is that the, every situation has like an amicable and, and nice solution. Like, to mm-hmm. me, he's She not, sounds so sweet that he, he's so lucky to have her, you know? I know. To me, I'm like, the thing that makes me the most nervous is that he doesn't have actual custody worked out because... Yeah. It's all when it's all casual, like okay, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. That's probably why. He, Over mm-hmm. my dead body, will you? Uh, I'm sure that's her accent. <laughs> that sounds exactly like how I pictured her talking. She's like Kathleen Turner. He's scared. So nope. he's got to get that. He's got to get it in writing. But he's just like he's sh- even to bring up a lawyer is. He should World be War scared. III. He should be scared yeah. because he allowed this to go on. How old is the kid? Um, two like. Between one and two, yeah. So he allowed it to go 15, on for sixteen months for, for more than a year. You really don't get to see him very much, do you? <laughs> he might like, be thirty-five. I don't. <laughs> it's I I I think just keep trying to be positive with him, but tell him where you stand. And I think Moshe's right. Yeah. You need, he needs to see what his legal rights are, and mm-hmm. just keep trying to like handle her in the most. I don't know. A, forgiving way possible but also sticking up for yourself and the most important thing i think is for you to take stock of what it is that you're willing to settle for like it is possible that because this guy never worked things out he's just not willing to to do the atomic option and he's like i'd rather have custody of my son and a compartmentalized Mm -hmm. romantic life than risk losing everything and you have to decide if you're cool with that with just being sort of in the background of somebody's second life and then no well yeah sounds like you've already decided so it's like (laughs) you know it's time for everybody to start being more honest but since we're not talking to either of them it's time for you to just yeah yeah just like you said stop asking start telling i'm so shook about you like that is really resonating with me what you're saying right there but um yeah well good glad to hear thank you and good luck that's a hard one don't stop wait what is it don't stop asking start telling that was your words not mine <laughs> i mean i love that you think i'm giving you great advice i'm literally regurgitating your information back to you oh it's like what a therapist does yeah oh hell yeah i got a second life out of there well good luck to you yeah. good luck that is difficult and hopefully you'll call us back and tell us guess what i'm a stepmom okay good luck thanks guys okay bye-bye bye 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 hard I, I used to want to do that i used to want to like meet a guy with kids so i didn't have to have them mm. but then you got this extra person something it's something to think about you have oh, to deal that. with the, the person who's yes. on the other end of those i kids. never thought of that part of it i mean it's so hard well what a crazy what a sad character on the other end the woman who's like thinking somehow that if she just you know pours enough acid into this guy's love life that somehow she'll get him back i mean grow up well you don't know that that's what they think what could the possible reason be that you can't maybe it is you know maybe she didn't tell us maybe she doesn't know maybe it is all about the fact of how quick how much overlap there was between her and the other woman maybe Mm -hmm. the next woman wouldn't have that kind of psychic resonance for this woman Mm -hmm. you know yeah i i don't know i mean i think my mom was very vindictive growing up 
not not vindictive, but didn't like my dad. Me too. And I think that's a lot of comedians I talk to too have a very similar situation. Well, I sort of I, at least, but I just didn't know that generation because then I had a friend who talked to her kid, and he was like always would speak really positively about his dad, even though he was like in jail, right? Or like in you know, and I I think that was that always felt like the right thing. It's just interesting to, to me that like the the our family, my whole our whole generation, our parents got divorced. Like I was, did I tell you about this? I was talking to my friend Truck, and uh, he was talking about his mom was having some health stuff, and um, and I go, oh, that's hard. How's your stepdad dealing with it? And he goes, my stepdad. Why would you assume it's my step? It's my father. And I was like, oh, like I just, I, I know so few people with two parents that are still married at that age. And uh, I was just like, is your stepdad doing okay? It's right. like my parents are still married. So like our generation, everybody got divorced and they all badmouthed the other person. <laughs> every one of them. And now I'm feeling like our generation like learned the lesson. Right. But maybe not. If It sounds like old Nance over there in Chicago. Maybe not. Yeah, people, you know, maybe maybe a miracle will happen. Yeah, maybe so. I mean, I do think it's like really a bad idea to leave custody to like the whims of an unstable person. Like hopefully she'll just be cool. I'm just grateful that you and I are not in that situation and that we're together and happy. And I can't imagine... If we ever went our separate ways, I just I can't imagine a world in which we would be like vindictively trashing the other person and then also <laughs> saying like you can't date other people over my dead body. Does it, it just seems insane to me? But yeah. what can you do? It's hard to know what happens. Well, I know one thing. What? I love you. Oh, I love you too. Oh, really? Yeah. It's amazing.